are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. just got done seeing a lot of information about what's going on there over 1233 rockets fired there a year Barry it, it there's a lot of things going on there it, it, it is it going to come to war I I would give you three different answers and I think um, we don't know but it sure looks like it um, Item number one is there has been an incredibly aggressive escalation of violence originating in the Gaza Strip over the fence, through the fence, and under the fence, meaning they've been tunneling into Israel, they've been climbing uh, through the fence after cutting it uh, and attacking with firebombs, guns, and knives, and explosive devices, and have been sending missiles rockets and fire kite fire bombs over the fence. Now let me define all three. A, a kite fire bomb is literally a kite with a gasoline bomb of some kind attached to it. So it goes up in the wind, it flows it floats across. When it lands in Israel, whatever it hits bursts into flames. Thousands and thousands of acres of Israeli cropland has been burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, millions of dollars in fresh produce has been lost. Um, houses have caught on fire, bombs have landed in buildings and exploded. And then there's the missiles and rockets. Now, a rocket is short range. So I've been in Starot, which is right across the street, across the fields, really, from the Gaza Strip. The warning time for a Katusha rocket, the short range one, fired out of Gaza into Starot is five to seven seconds. So if you're farther than seven seconds from a bomb shelter, now think about it. One, two, three, four, five. That's the short amount of time you get. Six, seven, that's the long amount of time you get. If you don't make it and it comes near you, you blow up, which is why every bus stop there is a bomb shelter. Every apartment building has a bomb shelter. Every school has an underground part to it. Every business has a hole in the ground that you can jump into. That's insane. Everybody there has PTSD. They're literally across the street from a gang of murderous thugs. It's that close. And then the long-range rockets uh, or missiles are really getting scary. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one landed north of Tel Aviv, and the sirens were going off all over Israel. Um, 
my daughter goes to school there and she told me that the bomb shelter in her basement in where her apartment building had to be opened up so she had a place to run to so it's really really scary you in know, terms um, of you you I I don't know how people can live in those conditions Barry I mean literally I would have heart attacks every night just hearing sirens or even just the possibility of a rocket hitting my home. Now, I want to go ahead, and you alluded to this a little bit earlier, about the missiles hitting people's homes and destroying buildings. I want to go ahead and show the crowd this video here of a destroyed home. All right, And this is a projectile that directly hits the home in the Sharon region, leveling it and starting fire I want you guys to see this because this picture ladies and gentlemen is very very um, to me convincing about what's going on in that region just take a look look at what a rocket does that is insane if it hits your house Barry you're gone you're a goner you can't survive something like this. So, Barry, you started. You spoke about Israel's retaliation a little bit earlier. You alluded to it. And is it Israel's retaliation plan just to, you know, call people up and say, hey, we're going to bomb your building, so you guys need to get out of there? I believe that they're being too nice. Well, what what's going on with their retaliation? I know, as stupid as your question sounds, that's the truth. That's <laughs> what they do. You know, they've got the cell phones of all of these Hamas terrorists, and so they'll start calling. And then and then what happens is they drop flyers, right? Mm -hmm. And they have announcements. You have three minutes, you have two minutes, you have one minute, and at deadline the building blows up. I don't think that defers anything. They blew up the military intelligence wing of Hamas, which is acknowledged worldwide as one of the leading murder terror organizations on the planet. And the next day, the leader who had been in the building and had left when he got a warning on his cell phone, came back and stood in the rubble and said, the Israelis don't scare me. We're never gonna quit, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, he announced your tactics are BS. I don't know why you're doing it either. You know, I'm not deterred at all because we get so much international aid. We'll rebuild this building with money from Belgium or France or Germany or whatever, you know. I, I think the answer to the question you asked earlier, Jermaine, is ask me again after Israeli elections. The leading candidates in both um, the Likud, which is um, Netanyahu, and the Blue and White Party, which is Gantz, uh, General Gantz, who used to be the head of the army, have both said, after the election, if anything comes over the fence, the reaction of Israel is no longer going to be the, uh, you have five minutes to evacuate your building before we bomb an empty building. It's not going to be that anymore. Both sides uh, in politics have said that the the gloves are going to come off. And I think, unless there's a drastic change in, in the plans coming out of the military wing in Hamas, 
it's going to get really ugly. I know for a fact that friends are right now in the fields across from Gaza with their tanks waiting. It looks like an armored car uh, tank brigade parking lot right now. The troops are all there and they're waiting. And if anything happens, they're going to go right across the border. And I hope from a strategy point of view, Jermaine, they go get the guys that have been ordering the murders. You saw what that family went through. There were seven people in that house. They had a few seconds warning because the sirens went off in Tel Aviv and they were below the house in the bomb shelter so nobody was killed. Almost all of them were very badly hurt, but thank God nobody died. It's a miracle nobody died. They barely made it. Imagine if that was the Bazio house in Minnesota, how you would feel. You would demand that your government go wipe out the criminals that did that to your home. And in every other country in the world, and I mean that literally, every other country in the world, they go get the people that did it. And Israel's playing, I don't know, a public relations game so as not to antagonize the world press as if the world press would ever support Israel anyway? You'll see. After Tuesday, whoever wins and then builds their coalition because it's going to take a few weeks, there's going to be a change, Jermaine. So next show, we'll see. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.